Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 163, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, December 7th, 2020, 40-something-odd days until January 20th. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. host in Daily Zeitgeist. Jack O'Brien's hosting daily zeitgeist. I sweat a lot and miles is high. Well, we both host the daily zeitgeist uh, to the tune of Dancing in the Moonlight. I've realized I probably need to tell people what I'm singing no. uh, because no, it's clear. that good. Uh, and that is courtesy of the one, the only Christian Puccini at Waffle House. Uh, and I'm thrilled. To be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. What do you not think to wear your mask? Because I've been quarantined forever. Okay, shout out to Charlie on the Discord for that Frank Ocean thinking about you. You know, no, no. You, I mean, I love you. that song. Oh, I was single when that album came out. I was crying oh, to that man. shit. I was crying to that. I'm not joking. Because uh, my room literally looked like a tornado came through also. <laughs> a tornado? <laughs> uh, the that That's impressive that you uh, nailed that because Frank Ocean wouldn't even attempt to sing that song live. Like at the Grammys, he like he sang it, but like didn't even try and go with the high notes. Really? He was just like, yeah. Eh. Oh, I didn't miss that. Oh, man. I feel like I, I feel like I remember that where I was like, damn, he's really going to do it. And then he kind of backed off of it. Um, anyways. Uh, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. She is the hilarious. She is the talented. She is the legendary Lacey Mosley. What's poppin'? Wait, I want to see Hi. if I can do it. Oh, you're on mute. Oh, am I on mute? Damn. You can, I'm, getting re- like- I'm getting recorded, but y'all can't hear me. I was yeah. saying, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, wait, can I do it? Or do you not think so far ahead? It's higher wow. than that, isn't it? Or do it you not like, think it so far ahead? Wow, there it is. Yes, I can still do it. Ooh, ooh that's, that's, it's that ooh that you got to, that's the mm. one, that's where the stamp is. You got to hit all the oohs and the ooh ooh. You put your own also, stamp on that. That is... That is a Lacey Mosley. You know, she's finding the gaps in the melody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, how, that's how it works. That's how you make it your own. Beauty. But also, I, I, I realized I was a soprano very late in life. Um, oh, God. I, I can hate s- when I hear that. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> All those lost time. years. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where I could have been howling at the girls. Yeah. No, because I um I've always sang alto. I don't know. I just thought, is this racism? Why is my whole life rooted in racism? I just thought because I was black, I was supposed to sing alto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's where all the black people were. See? That's where the fun was in the That's choir. When you, got woke. So was- <laughs> you said it was when you were criticizing that little girl's name when you're helping your cousin grade papers. But it was when you said, wait, am I a soprano? And <laughs> I, did, I wasn't even the one who got 
got me woke. It was a, a wonderful white man who we were doing Sweeney Todd. And if you know Sweeney Todd, you know the top line of Sweeney Todd. Is, the, the opening number is like a, it's like a B flat. It's really, really high. Ooh. And they were, he was like, okay, girls, who's going to sing that? And we was all like, no, we altos. And he was like, Lacey, come to the piano. And I was like, okay. And wow. he just started playing the scales higher and higher and higher. And I can sing Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. With it's like my sex song that I bring out at karaoke parties. Wow! So <laughs> I had to learn that I was like, oh, I can shriek very high. Shout out to Maya <laughs> Rudolph's mom. Mm. Yes, Minnie Ripperton. I didn't realize. I think like Maya Rudolph. I remember she did this like Japanese character on SNL that was really good, and it was fucking me up. I was like, what is going on? I think her stepmother is like Japanese too. She's got a. She's been. She's she's seen it all and heard it all. Maya Rudolph is one of them people, Miles, you might be too, where it was like, in 2039, nobody will have a race anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. That's right. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. All stock photos are just me or Maya Rudolph of generic human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, I thought that was going to happen, like, within the next decade. For some reason, I was just... It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a little bit of time. I was promised pan racial <laughs> world when I lived Jack, in Kentucky. You are, I was promised a, yeah, a post racial world yeah. in 2009. <laughs> in January of 2009. <laughs> the 90s. I was like, yeah, no, that's where it's headed. We're racism. <laughs> it's all going to be over. Just you wait. By the time I'm an adult. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Lacey, what's, what's new with you, uh, since we last spoke? <laughs> Yesterday? Oh, whenever I feel like I talked to y'all. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, what's new with me? I am learning boundaries. I think that I'm trying to get y'all more light. So I don't, I'm in my closet for those of you who are just listening to me. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> for some reason darker than normal today. Oh, weird. I um, couldn't tell. <laughs> clothes falling over the camera and (laughs) i'm literally trying to move clothing that is falling onto the camera Um, i feel like i'm playing hide and go seek right now with my kids i'm like how can i get more light on my face um yeah no i i'm learning about boundaries um i'm in my late 20s and i realized that a lot of being in your 20s is just saying yes when you mean no and mm-hmm. ooh boy, like that's <laughs> that's not good. And uh, waking up a lot and being mad at myself because I'm like, why do we say yes to things when we meant no? Yep. Um, and then also like I I'm on a job right now. I can't talk about it, but we're on hiatus, and they I can I say this? I think I can. Um, basically, they asked me to do some work uh, when I'm not supposed to be working, and then I did the work and felt like this. Is, why did I do this? And mm. then they called me and were like, "Hey, girl, so sorry. We asked you to do work. We was wrong." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know where. I didn't. I didn't complain. I didn't say anything. They just called me, and I was like, ooh, they knew.' Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> that's so which true about just, said just no. so many careers. Just learning to say no, learning which emails to ignore. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very important for uh your own health. Well, it's like yeah, cuz like those tw- 20s are your 20s are weird because like you seemingly feel like an adult, but that's just because you don't go to school anymore. 
But you still have a lot of those like childish patterns of people pleasing that are inbuilt from when you're a child. And people are like, oh, good, good. Look at that. Good job. Thank mm-hmm. you. And like you were still sort of like governed by this like stimulation to please or create smiles or to not say no. And I think that's when mm-hmm. as you get older, you start getting burnt out. That's what your 20s are when you start being like, why the fuck am I doing? What the fuck, what the fuck is this? And then in your 30s. Or later on, depends on where you are in your evolution, you'll begin to be like, hold on, I actually have to begin this thing of called advocating for myself versus not make other person unhappy or whatever the fuck it is that, right. you know, so. And I think I'm oh. learning too slowly, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there because uh, I'm barely I work getting there in, now. I work in a weird industry. Uh, you guys know I'm an actor, but I had to learn that people will kill me if I don't say anything. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> like, right. oh, I could die. Like, I didn't right. realize. No one cared to that extent. I've been thrown in the Pacific Ocean. I had to go to the hospital. We've talked about this. So I'm like, oh, people will kill me. Like, right. I have to oh abdicate God. or maybe I may die. <laughs> All right. So, Lacey, in this shot, we want to get you in uh, setting the land speed record in this uh, vehicle. <laughs> uh, it's going to go Mach 17. Uh, right. You're rated for this on an aircraft that goes uh, supersonic, right? Okay. Or hypersonic. Fantastic. <laughs> You'll be um, all right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. It's sure. going to look no, way better yeah, in no camera. Problem, I mean, no problem. look, we could put a stunt person there and put the CG mask on him, but you remember that part in Titanic when Rose and Jack are running from the wave and it looks all messy with the sloppy mm-hmm. CG. You know, we don't want to do that. I do, mm-hmm. I do. So if, if I do this, you will like me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's what's such... In, that's what's infuriating because you look back and you're like, I just didn't want to displease someone else too. Right. <laughs> who, who I will never interact with again in any meaningful right. capacity. Yeah. yeah. So many just bad things I did to myself for a boss or, you know, a coworker who, uh, yeah. I still never, remember. Never saw uh, you know what, Veronica, if you're out there, I'm going to find you. I'm going to say your last name. But my last four paychecks bounced and I believed your ass that, the, no. that there was some accountant shit. I worked, God, damn, I worked fucking damn near two months for free for this yep. person. Uh, yep. But you know what? That's just. That was like me being, I was being manipulated by someone being like, you know, but I just got divorced and like, we got to keep the store open. Blah, blah. I'm like, all right. Not the divorce. Yeah, yeah, I got no. hit with that. Yeah. That sounds like a YP and not a MP. I know, but you know what? It was it was 2007 <laughs> and, you know, yep. I just got out of college. And I was like, what happened to the economy? Mm. So I'm like working at a scammer t-shirt store where yeah. my paychecks were bouncing. That's right. But also I loved the, you were like, Hey girl, the checks aren't going. The the checks said no. The, the girl the girls at the bank said the checks are not working. And Invalid. she was like, I just got a divorce. Yeah. That was her excuse. <laughs> and I was going through a breakup too at the time. So I was like, I get it. You know, we all just trying to get on our feet right now. What like, they gotta get do me... with the check? I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's where I got I, that's the your twenties. You know, you you forget to advocate for yourself and suddenly you're like, uh-huh, what you're saying is more important than my material existence right. and survival. Right. All right, Lacey, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners just a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, We're going to talk about that Young Republicans of New York ball that happened at the end of last week. Uh, We're going to talk about where Trump world is at with their degrees of acceptance, uh, their stages of acceptance. We're going to talk about that Fox Town Hall. We're going to talk about five-day-old gas station sushi. Uh, We're going to talk about... Plenty of stuff. The Queen's Gambit, the TV ratings. Do you guys watch any of the Chicago shows? 
like the Chicago, like Chicago Fire, Fire, Chicago. Nah. That shit is like so popular all over it the. Is. Yeah. Why? Is it the new CSI or something? Is yeah, it's basically the new CSI, bro. Right. Like, what? What do we? We are fascinated with Chicago for some reason. See, uh, it's funny how I just sort of went from an acceptance of like CSI is that show or whatever, and then I'm like, in the blink of an eye, it's Chicago, whatever, Chicago yeah. ice cream store. Yes. <laughs> I do. Have you seen Chicago Ice Cream Store? That shit is dope. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's good. Yeah. A lot yeah. of murders for an ice cream store. Yeah, to yeah. Be but too many I, murders if, for an ice cream store. If you've ever been to a Chicago, to, to a Chicago ice cream <laughs> shop, I'm told it's very realistic. Um, <laughs> all right, Lacey, what is something from your search history? Something from my search history. I am actually going to look at the things that I prepared. Uh, ooh, okay. So, search history. Black Wellness Holiday Guide. Mm. What's in there? So, <laughs> my cousin uh, teaches yoga, and he's black, which, like, there's very few black yoga instructors, so shout out to Black Matt Yoga. But um, he got me on this whole thing of, like, I need to find small businesses to send my Christmas gifts from, and I would prefer them to be black-owned. So now I'm, like on a full hunt to find like black owned businesses that I can send gifts from. Oh, that's dope. Nice. How's the, what? how's the hunt going? And do you, do you have without, uh, giving anything away? Do you, have you had success? What what are we looking at for Christmas gifts? We're finding some cute places. We're finding some nice. candles. We're finding some soaps. The issue is, is that Amazon gets things to the girls in two days. Like, <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah. Jeff Bezos murdering ass is going to have your gifts on time. So I'm yes. like, okay, I think like with smaller businesses, especially during a pandemic, especially when the USPS has, you know, been so severely damaged by the underfunding. I'm like, okay, how far ahead do I need to order these right things now. so that they arrive? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, panic because I need to order like 40 gifts now. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's the only issue, but it's still going good. But I'm trying to buy small. I hope people are buying small this year, especially because, goddamn, this was a hard year for small businesses. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think the other yeah, the thing with Amazon, too, is half the time, if you just figure out what the product is, just go to the website of the product, the manufacturer, and chances are they're already having some kind of deal uh, because right. they're getting undercut by Amazon. So just <laughs> If you want some, just get it from the brand. You know, there's a way around it. And you know what? Maybe you have to wait three days, four days. Remember that? Remember the days we used to wait weeks for, <laughs> for our Delia's orders to arrive? Mm. Come on, Delia. Come on now. <laughs> why did Why did Cody Ziegler? I know y'all know him. He um he tweeted me a couple of days ago and was like, I just remembered going through my emails at least he had three different Facebook accounts. And I did with three different photos. I still do. Um, <laughs> and it, I think I might have four now. But the reason was because I was shopping at Toby and Delia's and they'd be like, 50% off if you give us your Facebook, girl. Right, oh, right. Yep, yep, I, yep. So I put on my ski mask and was like, here's my new Facebook. They <laughs> <laughs> say. Laissez. This is Laissez. You meant Laissez. <laughs> that this was, is oh, yeah, it was completely different. <laughs> I feel like uh, ba based on the, uh, I, as I keep reminding our listeners, I, I'm watching The Crown. I'm four, mm. <laughs> five, six episodes in. Uh, and The Crown. And I think the way that we're going to get out of this Amazon thing is a Amazon truck needs to hit and kill somebody uh, who 
the president or Jeff Bezos cares about. <laughs> Uh, because that's that's the only way London got out of their uh, deadly fog was because like some pretty young girl who worked for Winston Churchill, uh, spoiler alert, got. You know that was made up, right? That yeah, was one yeah. of the few things that was made up. The there's like episode some... was so boring they had to make exactly. Something up. <laughs> Yo, I, I, that's the episode that almost made me give up on the show. But yeah. The... <laughs> Yeah, the they do a lot of stuff to make Winston Churchill and like the conservatives seem okay. Uh, I'm I'm not totally feeling that the politics of of the Crown. I am back on board for watching it, but the politics are bad. What is something you think is underrated? Underrated watermelon sugar by Harry Styles. Okay. Mm. It should have been a bigger high, watermelon sugar high. That Mm -hmm. song has uh, gotten me through many low points in my life. (laughs) I don't know why. I saw that tweet. You shouldn't shouldn't play watermelon sugar high and cry. Uh, You shouldn't do that in sob. Is that one of those things like your grandkids be like, why is she crying? Why granny crying to this song? (laughs) Just sitting in a rocking chair. Hey, put a blanket on her. She's cold. And put on her song, just one tear comes down. <laughs> <laughs> Is she okay? If, if you <laughs> if you oh. put on, guys, after you're listening to this podcast, if you turn on Watermelon Sugar High and then think about someone crying to that song, you understand why this is so funny. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's not the vibe I got from that song. No, not but... at all. But I get it. Sometimes we have songs that just hit in the weirdest ways. You're like, I don't know why, man. This CNC Music Factory song has got me in my feelings. Mm. I was crying and dancing and then crying and then laughing at myself for crying um i don't know why i just love that song i love harry styles i think he's beautiful yeah (laughs) and more people should love that song i think i feel bad for artists in every capacity this year because i got lucky enough that right before the pandemic the first movie i was ever in came into theaters um and if you want to see it, it's called the wedding year i think it's on amazon and other places but i got to watch it in the theater with my mother and like that was such a huge moment for me and we were late because i was on set for another show and they fucking ruined my life but i still got to see the end and everyone came up to me at the end and was like oh you were so great and blah 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 and like i that moment that was huge and I, I did Conan for the first time. I did a late night show for the first time during the pandemic. And it was completely different. I had to do it in my fucking car. I fell asleep because I was so tired from work that I almost missed it. Um, it changed how I got to experience it and the life moment. And so I really feel for artists this year because it's like, oh, you if you had all these great songs that were supposed to be the song of the summer or like the most popping thing, Harry Styles, like you didn't get to have that this year because there was no song of the summer. In the summer, we was thought we was about to have the Civil War. So. Yeah, right. We wasn't blasting watermelon sugar. Yeah, (laughs) definitely not a white person talking about watermelon anything right now. (laughs) (laughs) Read the room style. No, 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 no. This ain't it right now. We'll we'll get we'll get to this one in November. But yeah, (laughs) for sure. This song. I think it's underrated because of that. What? I don't even. The lyrics are just so easy. You don't even have to really think much about it. I think that's why it's powerful. It can be anything you need it. You taste um, like strawberries on a summer evening. On a su- what were you, you know, saying? And it sounds just like a song. Okay. <laughs> sure. I want Joe Barris. Listen, we can do this back and forth. Right. <laughs> Jack, interrupt us. Stop us. <laughs> Harry Styles, as we've mentioned on the show, is one of those people who in person 
uh, is like just super supernaturally like charming and kind, and uh, it's it's annoying. Uh, Lacey, <laughs> what is something that you think is overrated? Overrated? What's something that's overrated? Independence. Okay. Okay. As someone who lives alone in a pandemic and is fully. Fully, like, I'm one of those people, like, I will suffer in silence. I will work very, very hard and not say anything. Um, And recently, I have had to start calling people and being like, hey, I need things. And and it felt weird and bad. Um, But then they helped me. And my life was easier from getting the help. So I was like, oh, this whole time I thought this pride of independence and self-made and you know like we always talk about like i hate when people are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> grinding mm-hmm. uh team no sleep no we sleep. always talk about team no oh, sleep oh, yeah. y'all need to go to bed y'all need to go to bed <laughs> like yeah. go to bed team poisoned by capitalism <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck bro you just literally turned yourself into an automaton for nothing <laughs> okay team my so, organs don't work anymore because i'm working so hard <laughs> Oh, you wish you had this work ethic and these medical bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like, how long do you allow yourself to believe that? I got to a point uh, very recently where I was like, oh, shit, if I just ask for help, my life gets easier and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, I have the pride of suffering in silence. Um, I like fully have fibroids and I've talked about that publicly, uh, which I only did because I was sleeping so much that I thought people were going to think I was an addict at a certain point because I was, I have a special chair on set. I sleep a lot. And then I started to realize like, oh, people don't need to sleep this much. It's because I'm Mm. bleeding to death. Oh, Mm. y'all don't need, y'all don't need to nap all the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all not working so hard that you can't live so um i am gonna get surgery it's all happening but it was just it was a great moment of like oh i need help and people can help me and want to and i'm going to let them yeah i mean god it it goes back to everything you know like we have these inbuilt habits from whenever you know that we learn of like Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we go by our parents example i look at my parents they fucking had their heads down and they did whatever the fuck they had to to make like just to earn to work or whatever and you hear, like, also culturally, there's things like, yo, just just get on with it. Like, this is what it mm-hmm. is, so you just got to get on with it. And, yeah, there's a certain point where, like, sometimes that runs afoul of, like, what your actual well-being is. And sometimes it takes, like, for me, it took, like, a moment where I asked for no help and then everything fell apart because I did not ask for any help and I thought I could manage everything for me to, like, begin to let my ego go or my weird false sense of pride and be like, Actually, man, that 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 act that made everything fucking worse when I thought I could do everything by myself and yep. not actually speaking up when I was in need or needed help or anything because of this weird, you know, like this idea of being vulnerable or whatever. Nah, man, it's like that's the shit. Like, yeah, I, I also think I think you and I are also this everyone that we're on this call right now, this show. Are the kind of people if you asked them for asked us for help, we'd help you without thinking about mm-hmm. it. We wouldn't judge someone for asking, but then we can't extend that same logic to ourselves <laughs> and being like, "Fuck, bro!" Like, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to inconvenience anybody. So yeah, every right. I think it's a I, valuable I can't lesson. Anybody, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I think about the black woman of it all too, and that makes me think of Stacey Abrams. Like, imagine, girl, you get your election stole. You ain't governor. 
And you still out here at Magic City putting flyers between strippers' booty cheeks to register to vote <laughs> right. because you need everybody to vote. Like, she working so hard. That's not even her job. Like, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. But she built a movement, you know, with by reaching out to people and getting people's help. Like, that is a big, a big part of, uh, I don't know. I, that's something that I, like, drastically pathologically un- underrated the importance of for the first like 35 years of my life and, yeah well and the uh, other thing is too yeah. stacy abrams you know listened to the activists who have been who have made it their life's work mm-hmm. including her own but not just her like this has been an ongoing thing in georgia for decades yeah. uh, of trying to be like nah man we just need to get organized a little bit and we can you know swing our weight around a little bit more and that's just like such a larger les- lesson that we're obviously watching the establishment not learn, which is like, hi, <laughs> you see, y'all are too high up in the sky to know what's happening on the ground. And then yep. you act confused when the results on the ground aren't what they are up in Sky World. Right. They're like, what does a banana cost? $10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Because I, I keep seeing that pop up and that's like, is that <laughs> is that from uh, Arrested Development? It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so perfect. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And the young MAGAs, the young Republicans of New York, uh, we look to them for our uh, inspiration, for our... uh, to tell us what the problem with America's psyche is. Uh, and they, <laughs> the young they, give, <laughs> they, Oh man. So at the end of last week, they had the young Republicans of New York ball, uh, mm-hmm. where photographs from the inside showed a bunch of people looking like they're at a formal dance in high school, uh, with not a, not a mask in sight. Oh no, no. Yeah. The veneers were popping. The lack of blending makeup was popping. The lack of beauty blenders was apparent. Um, it was all there. And yeah, you're having a literal fucking ball in the middle of, as of now, the worst wave of the pandemic uh, as we've ever experienced. And all the talk out of this, like the New York Times was writing about this um, event prior to it happening, being like, we're hearing about this. Like, it seems completely ridiculous given the state of the city and the country. And the one of the dudes who was organizing it, this 26-year-old Mario Wax or some Gavin Wax or something like that, he's just like, no, it's all going to be fine. Like, don't worry. Everything's on the up and up. Uh, he said specifically, uh, as it stands now, we are legally within our right to hold this gala following all the necessary precautions. Other events have gone on indoors. Ours is only receiving attention because we are a young Republican club. And they're saying like, no, it's because you're out here obviously uh thwarting all of the guidance from experts and you're consider and you're also creating another event of super sp- another super spreader event that could also harm the staff at whatever place you did this they did it in New Jersey it turns out and the funny thing was for Sarah Palin was supposed to be like the main speaker even Sarah Palin had the wherewithal to be like yeah you know what this is a little too much for me right now uh you know good luck though <laughs> but i can't i'm you know you're going to have to do this one on your own uh, but worry not, because they got Matt Gates to come through and replace Sarah Palin as a speaker. And like all the photos of him, he looks like a he looks like a guy who, like Trump, 
purely needs like the sort of uh, you know uh, adoration and like positive vibrations of like onlookers to like you know power his body. So it was, ugh. yeah, die to own the libs, or uh, more likely kill your loved ones to own the libs. It's yeah, very, seriously, it's very fascist. Like the whole like you know. Because these are the young Republicans, and they don't give a fuck about killing the elderly because they're they've outrun their usefulness. So it's time to just step aside, die, so that we can replace <laughs> you. It's all yeah, and unlike even like the lo- logic we saw in the Queen, even with Christy Nome losing her grandmother. I mean, we don't know if it was COVID, although everybody else in that nursing home died of COVID. Um, right. That that would maybe change something, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Like these people have their eye on a bigger prize, which is just like they could. I'm sure all these young Republicans are like, I'm gonna be Matt Gates one day. I'm yeah. gonna be the next Sidney Powell when I go to law school and completely <laughs> throw that my being degree your away. Goal. Your mm. goal is Matt Gates. <laughs> Yo, there is, you know, there's some fucked up little, t- you know, teenage Republican with a vision board like that, where it's like Laura Ingram and Matt Gates and shit. Mm. Candace, I know, I know it. They've yes, cut Prager, him out of every Prager. magazine. I'm going to go to Prager University. Mm. <laughs> like, the bar is on the floor. But listen, they definitely have him on some vision boards because I have Cardi B on a vision board. <laughs> <laughs> and that's every, working everyone's for me. Got their own. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. It's really just alarming, though, too. Is like you're saying, Jack, like, it's oh, so much of the energy is just to uh, antagonize people. It's really, I mean, I get, I'm, I'm sure on a certain level too, they're totally in denial that there's a pandemic and also have the need to socialize. They just don't have the ability to sort of sacrifice anything, obviously, like most conservatives. But the the other thing is a lot of the tweets and stuff coming out of there was all this shit like, oh, send Governor Cuomo, because it was like a dude right next to Matt Gates, like embracing him and stuff like that. It's just, you know. Yeah, I think there's just well. too much dependency in the Republican Party right now on hatred. I mean, it shows down to their merch. Like, why is your merch like Trump 2020? Fuck your feelings. Why? Yeah. Why can't you just like the person you want to vote for for president? Why do you also have to be like, and I hope you're sad. <laughs> like, yep. what, right. So what is the dependence on that? And also well, because like, they are the most fragile human beings in the history of the world. So yeah. they uh, need so to weird. project that and externalize that in some way. So and also, feel like, bad about it. being so ageist really pisses me off. Like, you're like, oh, old people, time for them to die. And it's like, you know, one day the goal of life is to keep living and become <laughs> right. old. Nope. So you Not will me. be old one day. And we need to the whole reason that we even do funerals is for us, because it's like. When somebody dead, like, they're not at the funeral kicking and, like, oh, the girls no. brought them out. They got the casket cute. They gave me a little dance and a shimmy. Like, they're not there. We do that for us because we want to feel like when we fucking croak, someone's going to do the dance for us. That's right. the whole point, basically, is we're all doing that. And so it's like, that makes sense to you. But it doesn't make sense to you to care for older people because one day you may need someone to wipe your ass. Like, that's yeah. the whole Same point. with climate change. There's no ability to actually look at the larger picture. It's, like, so immediate. It's like, well, I'm good right now, and I'm 26 right now. So. <laughs> right. And I won't even problem? lie. Like, sometimes with climate change, I'd be like, well, I'll probably be dead. So, you know, if the girls <laughs> burn up. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's a damn person alive right now who's like, dear God, please let me die before I have to. I'm sorry, but you know, I'll do what I can. But I'll, what the fuck is this going to look like? Right, that's, a, like that's a stress I'm that's a, weighing on everybody. 
I'm going to use a paper straw. I'm going to save a turtle. But, you know, when the girls burn up from the fossil fuels, you know, I think I hope I'll be dead. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like this pandemic is so perfectly designed to take advantage of every way that America is corrupt. Because America, in particular, like among all cultures, like throughout history and across the globe, like just has no uh value for the elderly we like in other cultures like you live with your grandparents you like really pay attention and value them uh you value they go out on top half the time and like yeah family structure yeah and in america it's like that scene in no country for old men like that i mean the title of no country for old men is just like the you go and this dude is just seen as like excess uh waste who's just like left in a house that's rotting with like you know garbage everywhere because he's <laughs> no longer he can no longer do a job um that's yeah that's we'll just, how america is and then it's all also like capitalist usefulness to the death yeah um, it's like just speaks yeah. to the pathology of like productivity culture which is yeah. quite literally it's like oh you're you're a worn out gasket in the engine so you'll right. just be discarded and we'll, we'll toss a new one in yeah. oh ring out let's get one that's intact so yeah and i but again and that's what's sad because that just permeates through our entire culture like the fact that we can't respect people who are unable to work just has completely fucked our ability to look at anybody with empathy and be like oh they need help it's almost like can they work it's like right. almost the first because I remember like even, you know, uh, like as a kid, like hearing more like, you know, talking about unhoused people and some would be like, well, they can work like they're working age. That doesn't make sense. They can work. Mm. It's like, I don't that's not the issue really here. Like, it's not that there's right. it's a much more complex network of of ills, societal ills that lead someone to that point than like, well, they're working age. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like because you're being worked so hard, you start to have these weird jealousies for anyone having joy or things that you feel like they didn't deserve, uh, which is why we can't house people. Because it right. simply is is that people in neighborhoods, they're like, oh, don't build the unhoused housing projects near my place. Like, you're going to drive the property value down. I work hard. They're poor. Like, that's the reason in L.A. that we can't house people. It's cheaper to house people. And we won't do it because of shit like that. Jamie Loftus, who's often on this show, you guys know her. I do, yes. She was talking on Twitter, and I'm sure she's talked on the show about when they literally went under a bridge and moved boulders that some rich actor yeah. had contributed money yeah. to so that people couldn't live under the bridge. And it's like, you live in a home, and you're right. so mad about unhoused people that you was like, I'm going to pay hundreds of dollars for some, some rocks so they can't live down there. What's wrong with you? They've like, lost touch. Like, You've lost I, touch I, with your humanity at that point. Not my bridge. Not my like, bridge. Yesterday. Yeah. I right, saw yeah. an article yesterday that was literally like homeless mansions. <laughs> they were like, the girls have running water and one of them has a tiki bar. More at 11. And I was like, why are oh, you in their boy, business? The right. Why are you in their business? <laughs> rather than like running more stories like mathematically it's advantageous to house people and you Mm -hmm. know invest in them to to solve the problem than whatever's happening now news at 11 there's solutions that are being ignored that should be like this story all the time like no there's solutions they've worked it out money's been allocated 
we have a problem with the NIMBYs and like other, you know, wealthy developers who are just like, oh, 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 but that's I don't, all of this is at odds with my greed. Um, and yeah, it is. Anyway, that's where that's we're at. a that is a persistent myth that you run into over and over again that like uh, this person who is unhoused or who is begging is actually like making a lot of money. Like I, I remember uh, <laughs> even in college, there was this dude who was like always, you know, begging in downtown uh, Georgetown. And like, people were like, you know, he's actually a millionaire. Uh, it's just like this fucking <laughs> it's, it's, but it's like an urban legend that like Americans want to believe it. Just like, always pops up in the in the national consciousness because it's just like they they want to believe that like well yeah i don't actually have to pay that money because uh they're actually rich and it's a it's a scam yeah right. um, they want to feel better for being greedy right like they're like yeah, no, yeah. no no they're rich now there are right. a few scammers out there the girls there are a oh, few yeah. girls There's who are throwing on a rag or two and getting the money but it's like that's not for the sure. overwhelming truth so right right um Let's talk about uh, where the Trump administration is and what how they're uh, making things difficult for uh, the Senate right now. Because we got it's Trump world being like elections don't matter. They stole elections. They'll steal this election. You're not gonna. Your vote doesn't count. Uh, in order to like for no practical purpose, like for no strategic reason, because he's not gonna like pull the election back. So it's just to make their former president feel better and in exchange for making him feel better they are hurting their chances at the upcoming senate race which love to see it you yeah, really it, have to love to see it it's this is the thing we'll always keep talking about this georgia nonsense because it's infighting it's misinformation it's the part the party's poisoning itself too and everybody you know Last week, Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell got up there and they had a stop the steal thing and hundreds of people showed up in Georgia. Hundreds of people showed up to be like, yeah, what are you saying? What? Okay. So like in this whole thing, like Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell basically saying like, well, Brian Kemp isn't going to do the work and fuck the election over. Then we got to withhold our votes in the Senate. Who's with me? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah. So this sent this set off like legit alarm bells in like DC Trump world. Like, you know, cause there's I don't even know, there's layers, right? There's like there's MAGO world, and then within MAGO world, there's Trump world. Uh, but it's still part of MAGO world, but MAGO world isn't always Trump world. Uh, but in DC, they were the war room account of like Trump's war room posted on Twitter basically being like, yo, uh Lynn Wood, Sydney Powell, these people are Democrat plants, basically. Mm. So you have Trump. Like trying to consume this group of people who were lawyers who for a while Trump was bigging up like as of two weeks ago or three weeks ago being like, yeah, man, like retweet this Lynn Wood hot take or Sidney Powell's the goat. Um, and so Lynn Wood has been texting things like so just to have an understanding of what the logic is. It's demanding that Brian Kemp call a special session of the legislature and Leffler and Purdue should make the same demand because the election was a fraud and therefore they can get the votes going to the right candidate. And this is also and like Wood has doubled down on this by saying, look, dude, the president himself told me I was doing a good job. So what the fuck do you want me to do? Uh, so the it's the circular firing squad is definitely like forming. And then uh, at the end of last week, Laura Ingram hosted a town hall to help bolster Leffler and Purdue. And a lot of it just turned into 
her, Brian Kemp, and I think like Doug Collins just begging these people to believe that elections work. So it wasn't even like it started to backfire like David and they're all doing the same logic because it's they're trying to have their stop the steal cake while also simultaneously being like, come on, y'all, let's believe in the voting systems that work, (laughs) even though we're stopping the steal. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. stop the steal. But also like the electoral college be working out. But but also, yeah, it was But also that's (laughs) fucked up. It was stolen and there's fraud. But y'all got to vote, too. Don't worry about it. This one won't be stolen and everyone's has like the aversion of this weird double speak like david perdue who's running uh was saying against ossoff saying you know quote president trump's very frustrated and i'm very frustrated and we're gonna do everything we possibly can to make sure whenever anomalies are uncovered in november don't happen in january and then at the end he was just sort of like being like uh setting a line of like if in fact the result is not in his favor so it's like well hold on was it stolen or the result will, in fact, it, there's, it's possible that the results could, in fact, not be in his favor. Right. It's so, so it, interesting. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's, I was just, oh, I was I was just, just doing my, say. like, I don't know what the fuck, I'm confused. <laughs> you were doing so much with your hands. I was like, you hit me with the shoulders. What, <laughs> what's next? Um, it's so interesting to see people at war with their own strategies. Uh, a lot of times we know that the Republicans have coerced this, you know, kind of smaller demographic in their base, uh, basically fanning the fires of whatever nonsense they're on, being like, yeah, cute. We like that nigga. He cool. Come vote for us. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll, they'll reach it. And they're like, yeah, racism. We love it. And so, to oh see no, but we really odds, do. We really love that, though. No, we do love that's it, facts. Though. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> no cap. So. <laughs> To see them at odds because on one hand they're like, hey, hey, girls, we know y'all think the election was stolen and we agree because we need y'all. And then on the other hand, they're like, but also we do need y'all to actually vote because elections are real and they actually like are real. But (laughs) how do you you can't do two conflicting narratives because one narrative says elections are fake. Donald Trump was stolen from. So why should we vote? Why should we believe in the system? And they need that. They need to stir that up to keep this base. But then on the other hand, they're like, actually. Actually, we do need you guys to come out and vote in January. <laughs> like, right. The, it's, it's, I mean, infighting is healthy for a part. Like the, the Democrats are about to see a bunch of infighting with, mm-hmm. you know, the progressive wing trying to push for, uh, you know, ideals that are going to that are in line with the ideals of the party and that are going to help people. Uh, but this one, this infighting is just. It's so funny because the only reason for insisting that the election was stolen is to not hurt the president's feelings. Like, that's all they got. (laughs) But, yeah, because if they don't do that, right, it's like how long it's they're just swinging from vine to vine. Right. And they're like waiting to grab the next one. But they're still hanging on to the Trump one, because if they let go now, they have no support. So and the only way to curry that support is by going along with this narrative that the elections are (laughs) illegitimate. But then I don't know. So over the weekend, I mean, as we record this, we know Trump is going to be visiting Georgia. So I don't know what he's going to be saying there. If and even what he will say, you know what I mean? He's going to be like, hey, stop this deal. But hey, real talk. Don't give the keys away to the Senate. But you don't give a fuck, dude. You're about to leave anyway. And you hate this party. I don't know. Like, I don't even know what his angle is here. Uh, that vine so. to vine thing is important, Miles, because I also think that 
a lot of these Republicans who are representatives of state um, and, you know, work in politics also realize that Donald Trump is an insane narcissist who doesn't give a fuck about the Republican Party. And I think they think, like, if we don't keep him happy, he may just destroy us. (laughs) Like... Mm-hmm. He's already starting to do it. He's turned on Fox. He's turned on Brian Kemp. He's turned on people, you know, so many people that he's hired and, and praised or whatever. So I think that there's also a fear that, like, Donald Trump will take the party down if we do not keep his ego afloat. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I mean, he's already taking the He's fucking the, the party whole country down. up, man. Yeah. Just like- I mean, that. like, it's going to be interesting to look at historical accounts, like, once we're able to dig in. Maybe it's only going to be a couple of years since they're so incompetent as an administration, but just to see like what the internal communication is like right now, because you almost get the sense that he is fucking up the pandemic relief efforts right now, almost out of spite. And like, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if he actually says anything like that. Like, well, if they wanted the relief and, you know, uh, help with the pandemic. The they should have given me the election. They should have voted for the for the good guy. Um, <laughs> but the so. smart thing is, you know, you fucking skull fuck the economy on the way out. What was you bring in a democratic administration, and then you have something to run on in the next election? Yeah. When everyone's like memory fades, or you know, the Republicans' memory fades, and like, look what what was Joe Biden done for anyone? Right. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. There's a new story going around that may not be totally true, uh, but was shared by a verified YouTube account, Chubby Emo, <laughs> um, who's apparently some kind of licensed health provider, as the name would suggest. Yeah, uh, Chubby Emu, of course. I mean, yeah. the most trusted name in medicine, Chubby Emu. Yeah, they had the in the takeout. They were sort of pointing to all of this, like, and it was also in the Daily Mirror. But also, NPR does has done stories about the existence of tapeworms that are in fish. So we will keep talking about the story, and I will use that as enough justification just to bring this up because this doesn't seem too far fetched. On his on this channel, there was about a woman named JC who ate sushi that was bought from a convenience store slash ga- gas station slash fucking not sushi. Right. Um, and ate that shit five days after purchase while it was in the refrigerator, okay? And the tale begins like this as they write it in the takeout. Then the symptoms began. Everything started with with insomnia and the woman's sleep issues escalated into anxiety and confusion plus an elevated heart rate that felt as if it were beating out of her neck. That's not where your heart's supposed to be. Yeah, my neck heart. Uh, and next came the stomach cramps. She'd feel her stomach jiggle before ah! she went to the bathroom, like move, like, oh. like a fucking Furby or some shit. As time oh. went by, JC started suffering from malnutrition, incontinence, hallucinations of bugs crawling up the walls and underneath <gasps> her skin and bouts of anxiety. And they were like, what is going on? Didn't quite put it together. Uh, went to the doctor and they did some tests. They're like, oh, you got a motherfucking parasite, ma. This is a tapeworm <gasps> to the fullest. Uh, and apparently this specific strain, uh, I just want to, you know, for all, for tapeworm gang out there is uh, Diphilobothrium latum, one of the largest, which can grow up to nine meters long. Okay. Oh has the potential God. to. 
Uh, oh they, my god! They gave How long her, is nine meters? Is that like twenty-seven feet? Basic. I mean, yeah, like the rough version is like three no, and a yards. couple inches. Yes. Well, no, no, like because like someone who's like two meters tall is like six seven, I think six six. So it's like three feet and a couple inches. So yeah, Jesus. for our American brains, That's let's let's just animal. call that 27, 30 feet yeah. basically. Uh, <laughs> and so when they gave her the you know uh, like anti worm medication, like it all went away and suddenly like was able to make a full recovery. But, but what about the tapeworm? Did that make a full recovery? Where's I, that? I don't know. Um, I don't Where know. Where is she? We don't know. I don't want no damn medicine. If I got an animal inside me, y'all better cut me open and take that out. But <laughs> like, well, what if they're like, well, oh, you'd, you'd want it surgically removed rather than being like, yo, if you drink this, it'll just melt in there. Mm. I, I don't want them in there no more. I don't want them swimming around. <laughs> the fact that her stomach was jiggling, I'm sure it wasn't a situation where the tapeworm was in there like, Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Hello. Tapeworm was in there with the shoulders. Tapeworm hungry. Yeah. Tapeworm hungry. Hello. <laughs> tapeworm but was in there hitting just... him with the whoa. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I've Can caught fish before. Like <sighs> I've gone deep sea fishing, caught fish, and when we're cleaning the fish, there's just like worms all over the all over the meat. So uh, yeah. it's a... I've, I've also cleaned fish, cut their heads off and and caught fish out the ocean. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, also, I feel like this woman, this is a woman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times women have pretty high thresholds for pain. We yep. have pain every month. Um, right. <laughs> like, and some of us, in my case, I have fibroids. I have pain. Like, it's like three weeks where my body be like, oh, we having pain? Uh, right. <laughs> I'm like, there's too much pain. There's too much pain. And I have... I remember once I was in Spanish class uh, as a kid and I passed out from period pain. And in wow. Spanish class, you yeah. could only talk in Spanish. So I had to be like, say yo, Corey, un ambulancia, wow. por favor. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. <laughs> like, I got a do- do- dolor de reproductive system <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> please, please, sir. <laughs> It's really some. The fact that yeah. she let it get that far where like the tapeworm was doing the Dougie in her stomach and the shit was moving around like that. That's a testament to like women just being like, this is fine. Pain. Right. Um, right. Like, oh, are those bugs crawling around my skin? Damn, my period is really going off this month. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? No. <laughs> JC, that's No. Also, your stomach is doing the wave. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think your stomach is doing the shmoney dance. <laughs> like you need it ain't supposed to be hitting them with the shoulders yeah. like this. You need to you need to go to the hospital. Uh yeah, but it's crazy that like a pill and medicine, modern medicine just fixed it, you know, but it's also wonderful. So yeah. Shout out to modern medicine. Uh, I don't trust it, but uh, you know, every <laughs> once in a while they get something right. So, look, I've said this before, but I'm excited that you know Moderna and other people have coronavirus vaccines coming out. I'm excited for us to be able to hopefully be able to take those. But as a black person who knows about the Tuskegee experiments and everything that y'all have done to niggas with medicine, I need y'all to take it first. Like mm. I'm a watch. <laughs> like put it on, put it on TikTok. Put it on YouTube. Let me look at you. And then let me see you three weeks later. And if you're still alive, then I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be like, not just, okay, all right, it's good. Well, yeah, you know, like it's, I, 
And that's like, I think that's like the awful thing that's going on though, too, in this country is like, there's plenty of historical data to be like, I mean, if something did happen, you couldn't say that there wasn't anything in history that could have indicated something like that. But at the same time, it's like, is this the way something like that would go down? I just, no, we need, we need to be safe. Right. We do. It's weird. And I I do want to say that too, because I've, I've learned that if I want to know, if I want to put my pulse on the country, I don't do it on Twitter because I, I've i created a network and a bubble of intelligent people that I follow who kind of have similar uh, dispositions as me, and that is not indicative of the country. I go on Facebook. I get in group chats. I talk to my aunties and my aunties, and I'm like, what what are the girls doing? Like, what are y'all doing? I told y'all. I went home, and there was a Bloomberg sign in my lawn, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> right. So, like— <laughs> I, I had to learn from and I my parents told me Joe Biden was going to win when he had stopped campaigning and we truly thought it was burning Elizabeth. And I right. came home and my parents were like, no, Joe Biden's going to win. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And they were like, we don't trust the girls to vote so liberal. So we have to go with the old white establishment. And I was like, oh, is that what we're doing? And they were like, yeah, this is what we're doing. And they were right. So it's mm. like I. I talked to them about the vaccine, and I'm like, are you guys going to take this? Do you trust it? And they're like, no, we don't trust that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's so, I think that we should all, you know, be more vigilant of that and know that there are a lot of people who are very scared to take a vaccine that they feel like is coming from Donald Trump. He's putting too much of himself on it. And, and he's done press conferences where he's like, I gave them the vaccine. And I'm like, you didn't give nobody nothing. Yeah. You wasn't in no labs. You ain't never even held the beaker, Donald. This ain't you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's why that's so important. I think every all the health professionals like they have to nail the messaging on this to get mm-hmm. people to understand. Like, yeah, there's nothing nefarious going on here, but understandably, coming in it coming off a presidency in a year that's been so chaotic and filled with I don't know what is I don't up. They're telling me down is up now, uh, right. even though I know that to not be true. That already puts people in like a already kind of like hmm, like let me just. Be I'm just hezzy, hezzy right now. Like a lack it, of trust. But the fact that we just talked about a woman who had a, vi- a tapeworm doing the two-step in her stomach and then took pills and then the worm went away, like, that's how modern medicine works. And so yeah, right. that's, I think, that's how the vaccine will work. But yeah. we just have to... People yeah, that that's place. why I like I, you know, shout out to all the presidents who are like, we will get it on camera, you know, on live. You'll see me shoot up the <laughs> vaccine, you know, just to let y'all know how safe it is. But like, I wonder if they really need to start like recruiting people from like all the different like cultural subsets that people look mm-hmm. up to. Like, you know, like is uh, Jeezy going to take the vaccine? Uh, <laughs> is like, Joe on- the plumber going to take the vaccine? Exactly, Joe right. The plumber? Oh, <laughs> Jeff Dunham, Jeff Dunham, and the puppets get a vaccine too. Like, who are they going all in on this, or are we going to start seeing fractures there too? Uh, Is Ken Bone going to take the vaccine online? Well, Ken Bone, yeah, he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh yeah, that's Ken Bone. He signed up. He signed up. <laughs> right, we got right. him. We got him committed. Yeah, no, he's doing a versus. We got the commitment. <laughs> but it's just the vaccine. <laughs> Ken Bo- a Ken Bone versus Joe the Plumber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need that Oof. versus. I need that. <laughs> That's like, um, I think the way people will be looking like that is when you accidentally hit one of those alerts when someone goes live and you're like, oh shit, no, I didn't go, I don't mean to go on. <laughs> <laughs> just X out. I hate doing that, especially when you're the only person in the live. Ooh. I've accidentally hit a live and was yeah. the only person in that bitch and I was like, no, 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 no. Especially if it's like someone that you're kind of like, like is like your friend and then you're the only one there and like, hey, what up? And then you're like, you left and you're like, oh, fuck. All right, well. 
I'm gonna just say I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good excuse. Damn, Miles, you was that was quick. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You got, got this shit on on the ready constantly. Uh, let's talk real quick about the Nielsen ratings. Uh, the Nielsen uses their patented like old timey technology of just like calling people and asking them what they're watching and to keep track of it to figure out like what Americans are watching. It's not a perfect science, but it's pretty good com- compared to what we have otherwise. Like, you know, what Can I tell Netflix you guys a weird fact. Us. What's that? So I know this cause I have a lot of friends who are Mormon. Um, cause I'm from Dallas, Texas that Nielsen people target Mormon families for ratings because they know that statistically Mormons have more children, like they have more people in the home than the average family. So a lot of my Mormon friends were Nielsen families who like at that time had the setup, like the little box or whatever that watched what they were watching. And I was like, oh, this is fascinating. But yeah. That's so interesting. I'm liking that. So we had talked before about how Queen's Gambit was the Queen's Gambit from Netflix had just like broken into the top 10. Well, for the past couple of weeks, it has been the number one series like across all streaming platforms. Yes. Um, and my influence. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I think people found out that Lacey was into it and uh, behind the rest is history. On but she's behind the, Super Nintendo World in uh, Jap- Japanese <laughs> Universal Studios. I heard too. So is that I'm open? Surprised. No, but they they started showing the photos of it, and it looks. If it's you, gonna be dope. Anyone who remembers Nintendo, you're like, oh wow, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Everybody wanted to like be Mario, like be able to oh. just like Hell yeah, fuck around Here in one of those go. worlds. I love shooting plates. I love shooting plates and ducks. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Oh, and just then, holding the the duck hunt gun right up against mm-hmm. the TV screen. Yeah, and you know, I had like, to hit it on the side. I had to do it with this on oh, the side. Okay. Gang, right. gang. Yeah, but this one they let you the shoot the pad. dog. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> they let you shoot the dog. That, well, when it laughs at you, that would yeah, be like, the what ultimate. You, what the fuck um, but anyways, Queen's Gambit. Uh, just kind of in thinking more about why it's becoming such a phenomenon because it only has seven episodes. Like when you look at all the other shows that are in the top ten. They're like NCIS shows and like Chicago, whatever shows that have like hundreds of episodes or at least dozens. The Mandalorian is the other one that uh, doesn't have dozens of episodes. It only has 10 uh, that is in the top 10, but it also has the entire Star Wars canon behind it. Whereas uh, The Queen's Gambit is a limited run seven episode series about chess. It's like, uh, you know, that's why that's how, you know, Netflix has like the good data. Cause they were like, yeah, so this series about chess is going to be going to sweep the globe. But the thing that I was wondering is like, when you look, sit back and like, look at the overall politics, like we've talked about the addiction stuff, but the, the bigger kind of overall message is it's kind of pro like Russian communism during the cold war, uh, or like sort of revisionist in that. And like sort of the overall rejection of capitalism. Cause the entire show is based around the failed social safety net of America because her origin story is being held in an orphanage that drugs her and gets her addicted to drugs. And that makes her quit cold Turkey uh, and expects religion to work instead. And then there's just 
Like it goes in an interesting direction towards the end where like the state department accompanies her to Russia and there there's like a Jesus group that like wants her to go and like teach the uh, commies like the power of Christ. And she's like, no, fuck you. Uh, and she's like, no, fuck you. It, it goes like in a really interesting direction. And then like, ultimately like she decides to, she like gets out of a car with like a CIA dude who's basically accompanying her everywhere and just like decides to stay in Russia and like chill with the people in Russia. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's like, I feel like socialism, is something that like is more and more something that Americans are interested in and that we're going to be like waking up to the fact that we have been, you know, ha- have been misled when it comes to uh, yeah. the, the modern history of We've socialism. We've been deep our own bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even chess, like I grew up, my father taught me how to play chess. I don't really remember now, but as a child, I would play with him a lot. And he would always be, like, bet me. He'd be like, oh, if you lose, like, you have to clean my golf clubs. And, like, I think that nigga was scamming me because I always lost. And I always had to clean his golf clubs. Like, I remember vividly, like, scrubbing golf, like, dirt and grass off of golf clubs as a child because I lost the bet. Um, (laughs) But chess in itself is war. Um, so it's like, but it's the war that kind of goes along with socialism because it's what war should be, which is, um, mental challenges and, uh, confrontations that are of the mind and of people rather than killing people and, and, you know, using casualties to decide if you've won something, which is capitalism, like, Going to physical war is capitalism. It's like, we're just going to kill more people than you do, and then we're going to win. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Versus, like, what's actually better for society is that if we don't agree, we have to convince a bunch of people to agree with us so that we win, you know? And that's what we should be moving towards. So I do think that they did an excellent job of that. And also, like, we're all sitting still. We're all at home, and we're all learning that, Wow, this whole time that I was busy and the government was keeping me busy because I needed to make coins, I wasn't realizing that capitalism sucks. (laughs) And then when you have to be still for months or can't go to work and you're like, oh, I'm still living? I thought everybody had told me that when we started working, I was going to die. What what happened? (laughs) (laughs) And learning that that's not true and that other people live different ways and maybe... You know, Occam's Razor, maybe the simplest way is better. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I do agree with you, Jack. I think that Queen's Gambit is in- introducing some ideas to a lot of us that are like, mm, huh. yeah. <laughs> this could be cute. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like everybody who's a Russian is like kind of kind. And I mean, and this is not to say like, and that is true and exactly how it is. And <laughs> it is. No, Russia. Because they be defenestrating niggas like during the coronavirus <laughs> yeah. I was like why is everybody getting defenestrated from Russia like it's too many doctors falling out of windows what's happening right. um, so yeah they love we know to the- throw someone out a window and be like suicide <laughs> <laughs> why he did, did it, it we don't know they did it too many times yeah exactly they did it too many times we're like girl how y'all had three niggas get defenestrated from this hospital and it's been a two weeks like what's happening over there <laughs> Everybody ain't falling out the windows. The windows ain't just extra folly. Like, you know. 
Banana peel. Right. Y'all got some signs up that are like, mm, the window's here, girl. You got to watch out because you might fall out. Like, what? Mm. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Miles, you haven't seen it still, right? No, but I think I'm about to because between that and The Crown, I mean, every I've heard from every angle yeah, of I'm my really life, just... everyone liking all of those things or watching them. So, yes. Are you a Mandalorian girl? I'm not. I do love the baby Mo- Yoda memes, but I mm-hmm. am not, I haven't watched anything from Star Wars. I, I, I'm sure I'll get to a low enough point where I will start watching Star Wars, <laughs> but I'm not there yet. Um, but I will say that if you've watched The Crown, if you've watched uh, Queen's Gambit, if you've also watched The Undoing, and you're like, what else, girl? Because I need my white mess. I need my privileged white mess. Uh, the Flight Attendant is what I'm watching now. So that's with uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Co- mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's and liking that. Ooh, I like her. About it today. I just oh, like, like her. Mm-hmm. I like. She gives me the vibes of just like... A, a white woman who, you know, may get so drunk that she's barefoot at a point and on the street and we could be friends. Like, she just gives me, mm-hmm. like, just cool-ass vibes. And I really like the flight attendant. So if you're hooked on white mess and you're like, I've, I've watched all the white mess. I need more. You scratch your neck like a crackhead. Uh, I encourage <laughs> the flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Super and they released Rana three Hosea episodes. said, yes, flight attendant yes. is messy. Um, Anna's all that my shit, girl. Lionel. Lost and it. also, they gave you three episodes. They gave you three episodes for the first to release, so off. you can get nice, nice and hooked oh, and get momentum. your fix. Yeah, they've been they talking about two more. They've been talking about the flight attendant on uh, Lost Colch, and it's it sounds good. They they say it's like real real easy, goes down easy, which I oh, it's love so in a smooth. Show. Yeah, if you're yeah. someone who needs to be on Twitter while you watch television, the flight mm-hmm. attendant. Um. You know what's funny, though? When I did that with The Crown, because The Crown be hella boring sometimes. I'll be like, they've been yeah. brushing this chair for three hours, bitch. I'm tired. <laughs> and, but the thing is, I'll get on Twitter and be swiping, and then I'll look up, and I'll be like, they fight? What happened? And I have to rewind. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't happen as much on The Flight Attendant. So, <laughs> Miles, you watch Mandalorian, right? I uh, watched the first season. I've, I'm, I think since the... I'm about to have a full season of season two ready to watch at once. I'm gonna dive in then because I, I like mm. to I like to just binge it out. You know what I mean? Mm. Just on my binge. back. You know nice. what I'm saying? Just smack I'm off a the cannabis syrup watching Mando. <laughs> uh, but they're poly- I mean, Mandalorian's a little complicated. I mean, really, if you go into the lore, I mean, they were pacifists and then they sort of became fascists, and it it, it all depends on what sort of uh, point in Star Wars history you're looking at Mandalorians. Right. But the first season, it's hard to really discern any like politics from it because they're essentially just taking cowboy western structure of you know the Lone Ranger, you know riding upon into town and helping people out with this or right. that so it is sort of I, i'm i also Manifest like destiny yeah it, it's hard for me to like be high and watch something that's like star wars as fully escapism and me being like now hold on now let me look at this <laughs> right, 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 right. Hold on. what the fuck <laughs> is mando saying what is yeah. carl weathers trying to say to me right now well, uh, don't worry, so. guys. I will watch it and ruin yeah. it. For you. <laughs> <to> come, yeah, you're going to come like Charlie and It's Always Sunny with your fucking your conspiracy yeah, yeah. theory. Bro. <laughs> well, Lacey, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, as always, where can people find you, follow you, listen to you? 
Oh god, I love being here. I always love being here. Um, you guys feel like my family. You're so sweet, um, mm. both of you. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I need to say that, but I did. And you can really find nice. and follow me. At, uh, look, if you like comedy, honestly, I scammed everybody by making a podcast that is basically just me being a comedian. But I will also teach you about scams and how not to get mm. scammed. And it's called Scam Goddess. And if you want to follow, listen that Scam Goddess Pod everywhere. Um, and if you want to follow me and my personal shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. And let me find the tweet that I love right now. This comes from Nina Snow 0 She said, Benadryl be like, can't have allergies if you sleep. And then it's like, <laughs> a- <laughs> is it the roll safe meme? Yeah, it's a gift. Yeah, of James Franco being turning around and winking like, "Hey, girl, oh, okay. can't have <laughs> allergies. Can't have allergies if you're in a coma, bitch." Like, <laughs> that's and impossible, that- Rhonda. How can I be asleep if I'm high on crack? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that it hits super hard because, um, and this I guess is a weird tip. One time I went to the doctor and I was like. Hey, I need Xanax, but Xanax is too strong. Can y'all give me something lighter than that? Because I'm not trying to be asleep and I have anxiety. So mostly for flying, I needed it. And then the doctor prescribed me a low-dose antihistamine. And then I was like, is Benadryl Xanax? (laughs) (laughs) Sort of, yeah. So then I got Benadryl. And sometimes if I can't sleep and I need to go to bed because I have to wake up early, I'll take a Benadryl. But if I have it on a full stomach, that girl be like, oh, we're just chilling in here. And then I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm groggy. What's happening? Right, 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 right. So, yeah, like uh, Benadryl will knock you out. Oof. Mm. And I'm like, did you fix my allergies or did you just make me pass out? I'm confusion. Clarendon is like not that way. Clarendon's like, we're going to actually work on your allergies, girl, but it's going to take three days <laughs> right <laughs> also makes you drowsy as fuck really Clarendon doesn't make me drowsy oh that might be because i'm extremely tired all the time uh, <laughs> 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 that it's might been, be it that's what it is. feels like someone shot me in the neck with a dart i'm like <laughs> what happened <laughs> right you got a fucking dart in your neck man <laughs> Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, find me Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, 420 Day Fiance. Talk about 90 Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets that I like. First one is from Brody Reed at AO Bro Bro saying, uh, The future liberals want is receiving checks for all the data our phones are selling, quitting the jobs we're losing to automation anyway, and making beats and quilts all day. And I'm really serious. <laughs> um, yeah, that I, that that, that tracks. It. I can see a world. I mean, I think we're all being like, what's what's going on with automation? What's what's the nature of work anymore? Are we when are we going to when are we going to take that thing on? Because universal basic income is starting to get a lot more momentum in Europe. It seems like places where they're like, how do we make this somewhat more equitable? Uh, let's see. Beats Not to quilts. say that that place is perfect either. Uh, another tweet from uh, at z z i a k ziak ziak twenty two. She tweeted. Need a weighted blanket so heavy that it crushes my bones and I disintegrate into mere dust, settling back into the earth from whence I came. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Caitlin Corey, uh, at Caitlin Corey, t- uh, tweets, trying to buy him a gift 
And the girl that works there goes, this is a pretty, ex- this is pretty expensive. Does he spoil you too? I put that shit back and walked out that store. <laughs> uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, Sean O'Connor tweeted, this is the funniest rich guy question I've ever seen. Uh, it's Bill James, uh, the guy who used to be like a consultant for the Red Sox and wrote the, mm. or, like created sabermetrics. But his tweet was, what major league player lived in your neighborhood when you were a kid? And what do you remember about him? <laughs> oh my God. Somebody, somebody responded, who the fuck is major league players living in their neighborhood? What a wild question. And Bill James responded, I'll bet 70% of my followers had some major league player living in their neighborhood when they grew up. <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of his followers who are like, George Brett uh, was my no! neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He it's got so a niche, wild. bro. He was yeah. like, we, we rich nigga Twitter. We rich white people Twitter. Also, yes. don't fuck with the Sabermetrics guy. If he's saying he knows 70% of his followers, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm guessing he may have true. crunched some numbers on that shit. That's <laughs> so wild. 72.7% will respond in the affirmative. But like to just put that question out there is so amazing. Hey, guys, oh what God. major league player did you live next to? What? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Which Saudi <laughs> prince lived in your apartment building, and how many degrees from the throne <laughs> right. was he? Right. Yeah. Like, how many apples does Oprah actually pick from her yard, and yeah. can you see her doing it? Like, right. like Hey, who else grew up in Mendocino next to Oprah? Um, <laughs> we all did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on, Miles. What song are we riding out on today? I don't know. I just want to go back in time. I want to feel like I'm in the... I, I, I think I've used this description before. Like, I'm in a Nike town from the 90s that had, like, weird, like, drum and bass house music playing. And you're like, oh, cool. We're in this, like, hip store. Uh, this is a track called Blue Moon Tree from Lone. And it just has, like... I don't know. It feels like in the late 90s when, like, a cool place had music playing, it was this kind of shit. And it it felt very... I went back in time listening to this. So, you know, maybe turn off your lights a little bit and just, you know, pretend to be in a, having a shopping experience from the late 90s because most of us are at home. I thought you were going to recommend Back in Time by Huey Lewis in the News. Mm. Um, I thought but. you were going to recommend Watermelon Sugar High. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon... Oh, mm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I can't, can't handle a Harry Styles lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. 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 